in the world of freedom. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Ich bin ein Berliner. This is Radio Goethe Magazine with Arndt Peltner. News and information from the heart of Europe. Hello and welcome to Radio Goethe Magazine. I'm Arndt Peltner. In today's program we have an interview with an American living in Germany and we take a closer look at the bio city Leipzig. So stay tuned. But first, the news. Radio Goethe Magazine. The news with Nina Paula. Berlin. The minimum wage will be a top issue of German politics this year. The Social Democrats plan to put their demand for a universal minimum wage at the top of their campaign agenda for key regional polls. In the state of Hessen, one of two states going to the polls in the end of January, the SPD is to begin collecting signatures in favor of a minimum wage. Germany is one of only five European Union countries without a minimum wage. The SPD is pushing for the minimum hourly rate to be set at 7.50 euros. Berlin A survey of top managers and executives from six EU nations has found that Germany tops the list of most competitive economies in Europe. Internationally, the country takes second place behind China. In a study commissioned by German business daily Handelsblatt, 59% of the 1,200 leading executives in Europe polled rated Germany's competitiveness as very good or good. Germany shared second place with Switzerland. Berlin With the start of the new year, Berlin, Köln and Hannover introduced a ban on dirty cars to limit air pollution. Old cars without a proper catalytic converter or diesel suit filter will no longer be able to enter the inner cities. The cars have to be outfitted with a certified sticker which can be obtained after a car passes emission tests. Ignoring the ban in Berlin will cost drivers 40 euros. The goal is to cut down on so-called fine particles, which can cause a range of respiratory illnesses. In Berlin, almost 80% of the city's 1.2 million registered cars have received a sticker. Berlin With the start of the new year, it is even getting harder for smokers in Germany. Eight German states have introduced smoking bans in public places, including restaurants and bars. Bavaria has the strictest laws, enforcing a ban in beer tents as well as pubs and restaurants, resulting in a smoke-free Oktoberfest this year. In Berlin, rebellious smokers won't have to fear any repercussions until June, when they will be slammed with fines of up to 100 euros, while the pub owners will face far heftier fines of up to 1000 euros. Berlin Polar bear Knut is to become a Hollywood star. The polar bear cub who shot to fame last year is to star in an animated Hollywood movie by the maker of the Garfield films. The zoo has confirmed that it is in talks with a Hollywood producer. We are delighted about the interest from Hollywood, but it's unclear when we will sign the contracts, the zoo director told a German newspaper. With this film deal, the zoo could earn 3.5 million euros. The zoo negotiators have made sure that the on-screen Knut will be every bit as friendly as the real-life Knut, who still likes to play with his keeper Thomas Dörflein, even though he now weighs more than 100 kilos and shows an impressive set of teeth.
If you watch German television these days, you can follow stories of Germans who emigrated to other countries. My New Life or My Abroad Diary are just two programs you can see every week. It seems that Germans have a huge wanderlust, dreaming of better opportunities abroad. Today, Radio Goethe magazine presents you a man who did it the other way around. Reginald Williams from Chicago went to Germany to find his luck there. Nina Paula sat down with him. Yeah, uh, my name is Reginald Williams. I live in Germany, uh, work here. I got kids here. I got a wife too. Yeah, I like living here. I have no problems with living here. Yeah. So where do you come from actually? Oh, I come from Chicago, Illinois. Illinois. And uh, how long have you been there? I was 12 years old when I came back to Chicago and I left Chicago when I was 17. And then you came to Germany with 17? Uh, no, I joined the army when I was 17. I came to Germany the first time in 1981. And th then you fell in love with Germany? Or why are you now here in Fürth, which is actually next to Nuremberg and is really a little, little town? Well, you know, uh, I come out of a big city, okay? I mean, Chicago's a big city, you know? And it's like, you know, it's cool to live in a small town, you know? I mean, I don't mind living in a small town. It's like, it's a little more personal, you know? When you live in a big city, it's like, it's like masses of people and it's like unpersonal you know but uh, I like living in a small town I live I live outside of a small town outside of a small town that means I live outside in the suburbs is what we say in English you know you know it's like you don't live in a city you live in the suburbs you know for ought you know yeah it's fun I mean you know uh, yeah I like it here uh, people are okay uh, the job is good you know oh, the only reason I'm here is because I can work you know You, you didn't find a work in, in uh, Chicago, or did you, didn't you apply there? No, I didn't want to go back to the States after I left the Army. I came to Germany the first time in 1980, and I thought, oh, hey, it's cool here, you know. But the problem back then was <laughs> they only had three TV stations, you know, and everything was over with at 12 o'clock at night, you know. And I was stationed in this little town called Wildflicken. We called it Wildflicken. Okay. And uh, we used to go to Bischofsheim and Fulda and on the weekends to Frankfurt, go to the Plantation Club and party all weekend long and then come back. But then they had the border, you know. And, we, you know, we did border rotation. One unit would go to the border, you know, and then the other unit would be back. And we had fun, but it was fun. I kind of like, and as a black American living in Europe, you're treated totally different. It's like you're like a, you're like a, you're special, in America, you're just another black guy that walks down the street, unless you're, you're a movie star or a big singer, you know, that's different. But, you know, to the normal people, you're just another black guy, you know. It's like, you know, an African in the middle of Africa is just an African, you know, and then when he's somewhere else, he's totally, it's totally cool. It's, it's interesting, but, yeah. So I came over here the first time in 1981 to what I think I was 15, 16 months, and then I went back to the States, and I thought, hey, you know, I wanted to go to Hawaii, actually. I wanted to go to Hawaii, but for some reason, it just, I wanted to come back to Germany, you know. Why? Why did you find it cool here? What, was, what is cool here? It was, it was, it was the 80s, okay? <laughs> it was the 80s, and everything was totally different, okay? I mean... You still had disco. Disco was over with when I, when I left the States, okay? You know, they still had disco here in Germany. Uh, they had all these different nightclubs. You could go out. The nightlife was totally different. You don't have any problems with the police. Uh, it was just, it's just different. It's just, it's not the same as when, 
it's not the same. I mean, it's like I come from the Midwest, and, and Chicago is totally different than California and New York. But Germany is like, I don't know, I just had this, I don't know, I, I feel more free. I come out of a free country, but somehow I feel more free. When I came to Germany, it was like a totally different, it was like, I don't have to prove much. It's more like, you know, the whole time when I'm in the States, it's almost like I have to prove that I can do this and I can do that just because of the color of my skin. And when I'm here, it's like, it's like everybody, you know, if you're a black man and everybody thinks of, you know, the Germans, like, oh, he's a black man, he can sing gospel. It's not always true, but I can. Oh, please do. No, not now. Oh, you caught me off guard. <laughs> you caught me off guard. No, no, no. What do you feel, too, to be treated different here? Is it just positive? Yeah, uh, yeah I, it's like there's no expectations. You know, nobody, nobody's expecting me to be... Uh, uh, if, I'm, if I'm at home, the expectation is I have to be smarter than the rest, better than the rest, more honest than the rest, and then everything that I do has to be... I have to work twice as hard, three times as hard, just to show that I'm just as good as the, as the white guy, and that's not cool. That's just too much stress for me. You know, it's like the guys say in California, hey, dude, just chill, you know, and that's all we want, peaceful coexistence. And I like living here because it's peaceful coexistence. I don't have no problems. It's, it's, it's like this. I don't have no problem being a black man in Germany, in Bayern, okay? Ich danke dir, Herr Stoiber. I thank you, Mr. Stoiber, and I thank you, Mr. Beckstein, because, see, because of you guys, I don't have no problems, okay? I'm not afraid to walk down the street. If a policeman stops me in the middle of the night, I'm not afraid that he's going to shoot me. I mean, what I like about Germany is, is I think, I don't care what anybody says, the people are okay. I mean, yeah, the Germans, they complain about everything, but that's the nature of, that's the, nature of the culture right now. They'll get over it, you know? It's like they were, they, were, they were living high on the hog, the 80s and the 90s, giving out big money, and now all of a sudden, you know, it's like, oh, we got the oil. <laughs> we don't want to talk about the oil, okay? But the idea that I can raise my kids here and not, and not really worry about them falling through the system, you know, like in the States, there's no net You know, there's no net. If you're poor, you're poor. And if you don't, and if you're poor and you don't do anything about it, you're gonna stay poor. You know, and I know what it's like to be poor. You know, I mean, I come from a family. We were 15 kids, and my parents had us. Then we used to live with different relatives. You know, and uh, yeah, so. If you put on the television, you see always these uh, things like people are emigrating. My new life in Australia. Yeah. My new life in Kyoto. Uh, Why do you think are so many Germans emigrate and uh, have sorrows to, to, to stay here? Because they don't, because they, because it's like this. If you've ever been poor, okay, and you'd understand what I'm talking about. It's like if you, if, you, if you go to bed at night and you don't have anything to eat, okay, and you live in one of the biggest countries in the world, and this country says we bring freedom and democracy to everybody, okay, and you grow up being told that, uh, You can't do this and this and this because of the color of your skin. You can't do this, this, and this, and this because you're, you know this. You can't do this, this, and this because that's, what, that's the way it is. And then one day you leave your country and you go outside and you go to another country and you look at your country from a whole different aspect. You see your country from a whole different viewpoint. It's like when I'm in the United States, I do not criticize the United States. It is, we are Americans. We will not criticize our country because we are there. But if the most of the Americans would go outside of the country just for, 
six months and look at how it really is, you know, and get, get and get different news, you know. I mean, not just ABC, CBS, not just the ones run by the state, okay? You know, not Fox Television and all that, you know. And and I'm a patriot. All Americans are patriots, you know. We do anything for our country, but now we're not dumb anymore. We're not stupid. The ones that live outside of the United States, that live in other countries, we see how our patriotism has manipulated us into doing things that we wouldn't normally do. Can you compare America and Germany and say... Yeah, I can compare America and Germany. It's like this, okay? It's like the, the CDU and the CSU, they're Republicans. The SPD, they're, they're Democrats, okay? Uh, Biden is like Texas, okay? Texas was a free state just like Biden was a free state, you know, and they had their own, they had their own president, had its own, had its own king, just, just like Biden. You can compare that. You know, there's parts of Germany that you compare with the United States. You got like Frankfurt. Frankfurt is like a big city. Frankfurt is like, like uh, Chicago or New York, you know. I mean, you know, you see the big cities are the big cities. Berlin, Berlin is... Berlin is like New York, okay? <laughs> yeah, you know, Berlin is Berlin, like New York is New York, you know. You, you know? But uh, and climate-wise, I can compare this part of Germany where I live in to Chicago. We have the same kind of winters. You know, the winter is the same. You know, it's either cold or it's raining. You know, the only difference is I only live four blocks away from Lake Michigan. I could walk there in five minutes, okay? <laughs> and here you got to travel a little bit, but it's okay, you know. And The standard of living is different, you know. It's like, you know, you can if you you can you can live good as long as you as long as you live within your means. You miss your country? You miss Chicago? You miss the US? No, I don't miss the only thing I miss the only thing I miss in Chicago is is Gino's pizzeria. That's the only thing. Yeah, he make the best pizzas in Chicago, okay? That's the only thing I really miss in Chicago. I personally, when I'm when I'm older, and I figured about 20 years, 25 years, you know, my plan was to go back to to America, but I want to go to Montana. Don't you think you will miss Germany? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the last time I was home, you know, after three days, I was ready to come back, and I said to my sister, you know, it's time for me to go home, and she goes, "What do you mean home? You are home." I said, "No, no, this is not my home anymore." I live in Germany now. That's my home. But if I was to go to Montana, of if I was to leave Germany and go somewhere else, of course I would miss it. I mean, my God, when you live somewhere for 20 years, I mean, if you don't, when you leave and you don't miss it, then you were either in jail <laughs> or you were in the military. <laughs> no, I mean, what I like about Germany is I can be myself. I love 
say cable car. I come from Bavaria and I love the cable car. I come from Bavaria and I love the cable car. I come from Bavaria and I love the cable car. I come from Bavaria and I love the cable car. I come from Bavaria and I love the cable car. Boomtown Economic Metropolis Innovative Center of the World. Listening to this, who doesn't think of Leipzig? The city in the eastern part of Germany has indeed been quite important during the Cold War. For the former German Democratic Republic, Leipzig was the center of trade and business. But what is happening now, 18 years after Germany's reunification? Leipzig today wants to take another direction, the keyword being science and with it the BioCity. What this actually is and what it means for Leipzig, Dorothea Hecht sent us this report. Deutscher Platz Leipzig. This historical place provides an excellent view of the German National Library, an impressive building which stores old German language publications. World-class literature, no doubt. Opposed to it, only set apart by a few trees, there is also the BioCity, a modern but not any less imposing building. Behind its doors, the founders promise world-class biotechnological research. The names on the plates lining the walls of the generous entrance hall already sound futuristic. Bioplanta, Selecta or Invitro Technologies are the names of the young companies located in the BioCity. 
Jörn Heinrich zu Baden, CEO of the BioCity. Bio the term BioCity already suggests that we deal with biotechnology as a whole. We don't reject anyone who's into biotechnology. Over the last few years, several focal points have emerged, for example, cell therapy. There, we have a lot of companies in the building, plus the university, plus the Fraunhofer Institute. The cooperation of science and economy is part of the idea. Since the BioCity was founded four years ago, not only have 24 companies moved in, some renowned science institutes have also found a new home. By now, most of the space has been let. Aside from being close to science facilities, there are also other location economics to be taken into account. Boris Hinerg, CEO of Invitro Technologies, one of the companies in the BioCity, says that Leipzig has also other advantages. One of the main reasons for coming to Leipzig was the decision of DHL to move their headquarters from Brussels to Leipzig. This definitely helps getting our very sensitive products from one place to another. They have to be kept frozen at a very low temperature at all times and we need to distribute them across Europe quickly. The new freight center of the DHL, a subsidiary of the Deutsche Post, may be important for location economics, but it is not enough to make Leipzig a metropolis for biotech research. For example, Hinex says the city misses out on passenger transportation. Leipzig Airport cannot compare to other German cities such as Munich, Frankfurt or Berlin. And Leipzig does neither have a technology-based university nor a big pharmaceutical production company. In the long run, Leipzig lacks several important factors to actually keep the biotech firms. In the BioCity, the companies only stay five to eight years. CEO Tobaben is awake to those problems. For one, we have to make an effort to attract the companies to come to Leipzig and not go somewhere else. And when they're here and they are successful, we must strive to keep them. We're aware that it is our task to bring them into contact with big pharmaceutical production companies. This is an acid test and we have to pass it. We know that and we stand by it. To keep the companies in Leipzig, the BioCity has already found a solution. Its location on old exhibition grounds provides a lot of free space. As soon as a company has successfully completed their research, they can resume their work there. But if this concept is going to work out even, must yet be demonstrated. To really become a biotech metropolis, Leipzig still has a long way to go. That was today's Radio Goethe magazine. At the end, some new music by the Munich-based project Kantal. Their new album Translucida will be released at the end of February. Thanks for listening and please find us online at radiogoethe.org. I'm Arndt Peltner.
Oh, 